The second issue that arises is the fact that when someone questions why, if you accept, now, you ask how, it is reasonable. Okay. So we're, we're assuming that it's something they can do that they are being asked to do, and they are saying that they deserve, I mean, they aren't saying this, but implying that before they should be asked to do what they can do, they need to know why they should do it. Now, that's, that's based on a, a giving in, I'm saying, is based on a premise that I do not accept. Okay, the, the sort of the intellectual uh, assumption about how we are motivated appears pretty unexampled. But, but basically the idea is that you decide something is worth doing and then you do it. And yet we know that that, that is not how it works very often. Yes, we can make it work that way. We can we can be led by our intellect, but not much of our life is. Typically, we do things for reasons that only become clear to us later. And, and one of the values of, of good parenting is that you'll find yourself doing a whole string of things that you don't know why you do, but which turn out to be the important things to do. Because they were modeled for you. And one of the things I have discovered by having people live with us um, is people from homes that are, are, are very dysfunctional. And a lot of times the most important things that I do in my life, I do not know that I am doing them, and I do not know how to teach people to do that. And very often they they need very little explaining. I mean, and yet because they are not easily explained <coughs> excuse me because they're not easily explained um, what, what happens is the intellectual explanation of why is it very satisfying? So I'll give you an example. When you finish doing one thing, do the next. That doesn't sound profound. It is really profound. And, and it's something that is missing for a lot of people. And uh, maybe some of it is temperament, but I know a lot of it is upbringing. Okay, so. What, what roughly happens is that when you, when somebody says, hey, before I should be expected to do this, I should be able to understand why I am doing it. Well, what does that, if you give in to that, if you assert that that is true, um, there's a couple of implications. And, and one, the biggest is that, that there is an incentive 
to stay ignorant. And let's assume at this point we're, we're honest, although we'll look at when, when a kid is starting to try to manipulate, because that's the context of this whole thing. But, but even when it's honest, and, and maybe they honestly do not understand when, why would they work to understand it? If they work to understand it, they will just have to do it what they are being required to do. The second thing is, I think it erases the value of understanding being they discover. The, the truths, and I'm going to use that word, the truths that I have discovered have been so much more valuable to me. It had an, an emotional impact that it that far outweighs the principles that have been explained to me. Now, I think that that presents a, a second difficulty. And, and that is that when we explain something, very often we, we put the discovery Sort of, we explain it enough that there isn't the joy of discovery. Okay, I, I'm trying to give you an example. This isn't a complete crossover to what we're talking about, but one of the things that I love doing is telling stories. I like to tell stories, um, parables, fables, stories with a with a point. And I'm always torn a little bit how much I ought to explain what I am intending to get across. But when I when I when I resist explaining it, one of the most fun things that happens is somebody comes up and says, Hey, you know, that's just like what happened in my life. By which they don't mean that they had a pet cockroach when they were kids. It means that that they realized that I wasn't talking about pet cockroaches and that they discovered that it had something to do with real life. So when, when you when you steal that by the, the, the kid who says why, um, if you're letting something happen, and it's something I don't think should happen. And, and maybe by now you're, you're like, maybe getting glimpses of something. Let me just put it into a practical situation. You say to your kid, son, do the dishes. And he says, why? Why is he saying why? Maybe there's something honest there, although very likely, by the time you're expecting the kid to do the dishes, very likely, he is already being dishonest and asking why simply to put your you on the defensive. And if you say, okay, let me explain why, let me, let me tell you why, he's one. Because he's made it just a little bit more of a hassle to ask him to do the dishes. And, and 
kids will use that to bargain. They're very sophisticated, but they want to be. But they, but they will bargain. They will they will bet that they can make it worse to get them to do the dishes because all the questions they will ask than to just do the dishes yourself. And you will conserve your effort and say, fine, I'll just do the dishes. Some version of that is, is probably the manipulation that, that I'm talking about. This whole this whole talk is about that first manipulation, asking why. Okay, so you understand that, that manipulation, but I also understand that if you would say, wait a minute, I, why is also the important question that a curious and, and uh, hungering for knowledge and, and intellectually developing kid would ask? And you're right. It, it is so important that we ask why. It is precisely because asking why is so important that I'm convinced it is absolutely vital that you not allow why to become a tool. It needs to be a tool of intellectual discovery, not a tool of manipulation. And when you let it become a tool of manipulation, you have done two things. One is you have allowed yourself to be manipulated. You have rewarded the child for manipulating. That's bad. But what is worse is that the question why has been taken away from the realm of, of intellectual discovery, which I think kids want. But it has it has been moved from that tool and it's hanging on the rack of manipulation tools. Why as a discovery tool I so much believe? Why as a manipulation tool is hateful to me? Not because I got manipulated, although that's a problem. But it's hateful to me because it is misusing a tool that is so important. Which is why you're going to sit there and say, okay, my kid is asking why. Is that honest intellectual hunger to know? Probably not. You said, go do the dishes, and he said, why? But what if it worked? Do you want to quell the curiosity? Well, I'm telling you what happens when you go ahead and give that kid a reason why the dishes have to be done. You have, you have made it first advantageous for him to be stupid. Because he will believe that if he cannot understand, that he won't have to do dishes. And maybe that won't affect dishes, but that will affect every other task where he could grow into a greater responsibility and a greater meaningfulness. He will, he will automatically choose. And if you don't believe me, you haven't been around kids. He will automatically choose in every situation to say, I can't be made to do that until I understand why. And the second problem is when you explain it, you will take away the joy of discovering why. There are so many things. Why?
why should we do that? Well, you would discover it if you did it. Now, all that being said, let me, in this instance, we're going to go on to other levels of manipulation, other, other styles. Um, but in this one, let me give you the antidote right away. When a kid asks why, here is, I think, the best response. Say, I would love to tell you why. As soon as you're finished with the dishes, let's sit down and talk about it. Now, very likely, your kid will say, uh, never mind. Right? And then you know that the kid was manipulated. But if there's something honest there, it, it may even be worth it for you to remember that you promised to sit down and explain why. Because that conversation after the dishes are done would go something like this. You wouldn't start in and explaining why. You would start in asking. Okay, now that you've got the dishes cleaned and put away, can you think of why?
I am going to tell you why you do dishes after they're done. And if you want to avoid me explaining things that you already know, then you need to avoid asking why.
to pursue things that make sense to you. I just, I, I feel like so much intellectual oppression has happened in this particular, particular vein. And it happened because initially we bought into our obligation to make things explain things. And that explaining then pushed us to the place where at some point we had to say, well, I am decreeing this to make sense. Whereas had we had the honesty to say, no, this is a very simple exchange. You get a place to grow up and I get to have you do dishes. That's how it works. If you had the courage to say that, then you would not have to fall back on, on decreeing this, decreeing reason. So that's the first, the first type of manipulation, and it's a, a it's a sort of a thing unto itself. Um, if you let it go, um, it, it goes in a different direction. But we are going to move on to the to the next. Um, the next observations of manipulation and see that they sort of lead to um, they lead sort of inexorably in a direction. There's a dynamic to um, manipulation and how quickly you move on it may vary, but I don't think that, that the direction you're going changes very much. So that will be the second phase, or as part two of manipulation that's coming next.